Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, black and white sports fans. Thank you for joining in on this Thursday live stream. Hope you guys are all doing very, very well. As always, Road Trance is here. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing fantastic. Good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, chat. We're going to talk a lot of sports today. A lot of support, uh, a lot yeah. of sports. So I'm pretty fired up. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, topics to uh, cover here because, you know, Rhodes found another topic right here at the end. Well, right before we went live, I should say he he popped up another topic and I thought, all right, we got enough topics and then bam, um, more stuff drops. So <laughs> uh, smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. I have not gotten a no- notification, but I guess that's going to be um, a regular thing here on these uh, streams every day. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to share them on the community post of all the other channels uh, to try to get it out there just in case YouTube pulls one of the nobody gets a notification thing. Uh, or or the other thing they're pulling is like 40% of everybody's getting one, but the other 60's not or 70%'s getting one. We're We're talking all the time where I'm getting notifications, you don't. Or you get a notification and I don't. That happens yeah. all the time. So yep. I just what, got one. It, it you out. did. Okay. Let About me look. 20 seconds ago. Oh. What, what you guys should do, make sure you guys are still not only subscribed, but you have notifications enable all notifications. Now, honestly, I tell you the truth. I believe that's the only way you should actually um, have me notifications set anyway. If you ask me. Uh, yes, I did get one too, by the way. Good, good. Yes. Just a little late, but um, I'm pretty sure, you know, we'll get um, some people in here. Because these trains have been fun. A lot of fun. Uh, we love talking stuff, you know, back and forth. And um, by the way, guys, if you are a member here on Black and White Sports or the me- or a member on the website, we have a members live stream Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So, Make sure you join in. And if you are a silver member on the website or a Hall of Fame member here on Black and White Sports, you get to be on the panel. Let us know if um, you would actually like to be on the panel this Saturday. And if you would like to join in and you're not um, a member yet, go ahead and click the join button right now. And I got something in my ear right now that you guys can't hear. Cause I have all of these tabs open right now and uh, 
Okay, now it's not, and, not stopped. I don't know what And happened. before I forget, make sure you're subscribed to the Matrix and Roadshow channel. We got that entertainment content rolling back in over yeah, there. We, yeah, YouTube finally um, re-monetized that channel again after they, they demonetized it a year ago. And now that channel is uh, it's monetized now. So... <laughs> Uh, appreciate everybody coming in and we got a super chat here from giants nation for four ninety nine. Uh, what's up boys. I got a hall of fame question. Do you think Eli Manning, Larry Fitzgerald and Chad Johnson should get in the hall of fame? <laughs> I believe only one Woo! of them should be in the hall of fame. Woo! And that's Larry Fitzgerald. Oh my God. He, Eli Boy, Manning he... was a mediocre quarterback. Oh mediocre. my God. Chad he Johnson was in. good, but I don't think I don't think he was um I don't think Chad Johnson was a Hall of Famer. You sent in the one name, the one name that I think me and Matrix agree on more than any other name on this channel. Eli Manning. Eli yeah. Manning. See, Eli Jeremy Manning and Ryan. Je yeah, Jeremy and Ryan keep saying you can't tell the the story of the NFL without Eli Manning. The hell you can't. There's a been a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks. You can tell the story of the NFL without him because that first Super Bowl, they were talking about benching him that season because he wasn't good. He wasn't good. His best season was actually a season where they won that second Super Bowl and he still threw 16 inter interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, if you go back and actually bring his stats up, really look at them. Really think about how his career went. Eli Manning was a mediocre quarterback that had about, what would you say, Mr. Matrix, 16 outlier games in his entire career? That's it. And then 16 after, games. After he won that um, second Super Bowl, man, he really was not good. Look, you can't, you can't tell the story of the NFL without talking about Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer either, and they're yeah. not going in the Hall of Fame. No, they're not. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. He won two, two Super Bowls, okay? Um, but that is not the end-all, be-all at all. I understand he beat that Patriots team. I get it. Um, but, number one, there was one of the most extraordinarily weird catches ever made. In order for him to have won that when Super Eli Bowl. Manning, when the Super Bowl was out here in Houston, Eli Manning even admitted it was lucky. But, but look at his stats. Look at his stats here. And, of course, you have ESPN's QBR over here. Look at that. And ESPN's QBR, 50 is what? Average, right? Yep. 48.6, 52, 66.9, 71.7, 57. 64, 65, uh, then it gets really bad, 38, uh, 61, 57, 45, 47, 49, 36. And the interceptions are out of this world. Three seasons with over 20 pits. I, I Look, Giants Nation, I knew that was going to be your quarterback. I knew it. Come um, on, guys, my T.O. boys. They That's my quarterback. Look, rightfully so, Eli should never have to buy another meal in New in New York City ever again, in that state ever again. I get it. He's one of these guys that, um, to your team, is going to be all-time. 
to your team. But from the outside looking in, you know, um, no. Uh, I've already sorry. said it. I thought I think Tony Romo is a better quarterback. Oh, it's Phillip not even Rivers. Cl- it's, it's Phillip not Rivers even close. is a better quarterback. Not even close. Not even yeah. close. It's not even close. Not even close. Yeah. 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 Uh, and by the way, I'm going to brag about, I'm going to brag on myself for a minute. That's when I realized I had a pretty decent knack of judging quarterbacks. Do you want to know who my number one quarterback coming out of that draft was? Who? Ben Roethlisberger. Even though Eli was the number one pick. That was my number one quarterback that I had coming out of that draft, and it looks like he had a pretty damn good career. And I was like, I think I can do this. You want to know the reason why I think he actually went number one? The name on the back of his jersey. Oh, that's Peyton's brother. Peyton can do it. He can do it. Interesting. Should Phil Sims be in the Hall of Fame? Phil Sims was better than Eli Manning. I agree. I he agree was, with that. Phil Sims, yeah. I don't believe he's a Hall of Famer, but he was a really good quarterback. He was. Absolutely. He was a really good quarterback. He was definitely better than Eli Manning. Played in a different era, played in that black and blue. I mean, you know, they played a whole different brand of football back then, you know. But yeah. Phil Sims was a he was a hell of a quarterback. He was a hell of a tough guy. Phil Sims was tough as nails. By the way, even just a couple of years, I mean, Phil Sims is in his 60s. Even a couple of years ago, do you know that dude was still going in the gym benching 100-pound dumbbells in his 60s? 100-pound dumbbells. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster. I mean, Chris Sims even acknowledges his dad could outlift him like in his – late fifties, early sixties, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is pretty amazing right there. But I, I even have uh Phil Sims uh, stats pulled up here. Let me, now this is from ESPN's, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, NFL, NFL.com. This is Phil Sims right here. Phil Sims, better than Eon Manning, a career 78.5. That's actually pretty good, you know, for the era that he played in. And, of course, he won um, some Super Bowls as well. But uh, QB, interception radio, 199 uh, touchdown passes, 157 uh, pits. He wasn't bad. He was actually Dif- pretty good. That was different. pretty good. It was a different era. Guys threw interceptions back then. Yeah. Yeah, John they Elway absolutely did. Yeah. John Elway threw pits. Um, Dan Marino threw pits. That's just yeah. the way it was back then. Yeah, Brett Favre threw a boatload in the nineties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the artist formerly known as Woke Hogan, five dollars, is a Jets fan. Unfortunately, I'm enjoying the Giants dumpster fire. I want the Cowboys to win it all. F the Giants, go Cowboys! I want the Cowboys to win too. Oh, I do. Y'all, <laughs> y'all stop it. <laughs> uh, our friend Ryan RK Outpost, Eli Manning will be in the Hall of Fame even if even if he's not as good as a bunch of other quarterbacks in zero. Now I'm not deba- I'm not debating that he's not going to be in there. He's going to get he shouldn't he shouldn't be in there. He's going to get in. I'm just saying he shouldn't be in, <laughs> but he's going to get in. <laughs> but he's not getting in on the first ballot. 
I, I mean, at this rate, they may put Cooper Manning in because of that last name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, Cooper Manning has more commercials right now than Eli yeah. Manning. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Jeff Hosteller. Field in for Field Sims, ranking uh, Sims, Hosteller, and Eli Manning. Now, Hosteller uh, had a lot of talent. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, I would say... If you want to know the truth, I mean, honest to God, and I know Eli won three, uh, two Super Bowls, I would, I would have them ranked exactly how he typed that out. <laughs> I got to be real. I mean, I, I'm just being blatantly honest here. Now, Hostella and, was more of a journeyman quarterback than yeah. these other guys. I mean, Eli Manning wasn't a backup, so. <laughs> yeah, and what's up, Ryan? Uh, let me uh, – somebody somebody brought up Big Ben's stats. Man, I don't think people realize Big Ben's stats are out of control. I mean, they are out of control. Big Ben, 64,088 yards, 418 touchdowns. That is <laughs> – Insane. My stipulation for QBs, especially in this era, I kind of throw out the yards because it's kind of hard to compare Ben Roethlisberger's. Well, it's e- well, you're not going to really have a direct comparison of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's yards to Joe Montana. Roethlisberger right. has like right. 20,000 more yards because it's right. a different era. Well, even if you say, okay, prior to, say, 2012, I mean, he still had – uh, two four thousand yard seasons, and he still had um, he had a thirty two TD season back when that was actually a massive deal. Twenty six TDs, um, good God! And then starting when he was twenty nine, my God! As we got more into the passing era, forty two hundred, forty nine hundred. 4,200. He had a 5,129. Yeah. Now, he's a damn good quarterback. They're willing his his damn corpse out on the field now Mm -hmm. (laughs) for him to throw a football. Uh, But, man, can you think of any quarterback that has been more affected on the field while he's still playing? Think about his drop-off. I mean, those injuries really knocked him down fast. Yeah, you know? but that's kind of the way. He didn't have necessarily a Peyton Manning fall off a cliff kind of thing. Like Peyton Manning, that season before Peyton Manning's last season, Peyton Manning was skyrocketing. And then, like, the last six, seven games of that season, he diminished. And then the next season, he was done, completely done. Uh. Uh, let me, Ryan, Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Hell, you put Matt Ryan on that Giants team, they might have won three or four in a row. <laughs> I, do, I do believe Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Eli Manning, and yeah. I don't think it's a question. I don't think uh, he gets enough credit either. The dysfunction the of the, uh, the Falcons. Now, I do believe that a good quarterback should elevate – the team, but you throw Eli Manning on the the Falcons, nah, it ain't happening. Yeah, 
Okay, let's go ahead. Let's jump into uh, some of these uh, main topics here that we have. And let's start off with the uh, the NFL, man. The NFL has had their best TV ratings since 2015. Now, when I saw this, and I guess I shouldn't shouldn't be too surprised, you know, considering that the NFL absolutely smoked the NBA on Christmas Day. Back in the day, if you told me that the NFL would draw more people to the TV on Christmas Day than the NBA, I would have thought you were I would have thought you were joking. But the NFL best TV ratings since uh 2015. I knew like for example they they I don't know if it's going to talk about it in this story but you know this past Sunday I can just imagine the rating. I I mean it the, had the to drama, be drama everything with that. Oh it was it was absolutely insane. It was bonkers. It the was the most it Oh man, it was one of the most bonkers day days of NFL football I can ever remember. I mean, there were what three uh playoff directly affected games that went into overtime. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Niners, Rams, and Chargers, Raiders. And not not only that, the playoff seedings weren't even set in stone except for the Packers. I believe that was the only one that was set in stone. Yeah. Uh, even the, the Bucks had to play because they could have went anywhere from two to the four seat. And they ended up with the uh, two seat. But I don't know if um, they're necessarily going to be talking about what you uh, talked about here, but they bring up the Dallas Cowboys being pretty good. But the Cowboys are always a ratings draw no matter if they're good or they're bad. This is the team that people want to watch when it comes to the NFL. Now, I do believe, and this is the difference, I believe, between the NFL and the NBA. And I noticed somebody else brought up the point that the NFL went woke too. Yeah, they did. But they didn't go nearly the way the NBA did in that bubble. And that bubble, man the NBA is still paying a price for that right now because the biggest star in the NBA versus the biggest star in the NFL, which one is more likable? Oh yeah. It's not even Tom Brady or LeBron James. Yeah. You don't, you don't see, you don't see Tom Brady out there tweeting about social justice lies out there. Every turn you get, uh, just recently LeBron James tried to get an ounce of fire. That's divisive. You'll never see Tom Brady do something like that. Or Patrick Holmes, you don't see it. Well, if it was his brother, you know, his brother is pretty crazy. But even even Aaron Rodgers, if you want to say he's the face, he's not as divisive as LeBron James. Not even close. I mean, I mean, come you, on, actually had, you actually had a league out there basically telling you to go out and vote for Democrats. They were doing that. Well, you got you had a league that literally painted the logo of a Marxist organization across their yes. court to be seen in every game that they played. Every had, game that they played. 
you had a league that refused to go to the White House because Donald Trump was there. That didn't happen in the NFL. Well, there's there's another little tune to this. Um, it's kind of like in politics, and it's hilarious that this is going to have a connection, but it is going to have a connection. Um, the Democrats are actually floating the name Hillary Clinton again. Hillary Clinton for 2024. Now, for about 25 years, every year they would put out this list of the most unlikable politicians that there were out there. And like clockwork, she was always towards the top of one of the most unlikable politicians that this country has ever seen. When it comes to winning elections, there is something to likability. No matter what yeah. you say, people will look and be like, I just don't like that B, okay? I've never liked her. Well, LeBron is carrying that same kind of stench right now. He's just unlikable, okay? And the things that he has said, I mean, the weight of the things that he has said, the fact that he come out, dogged out the police, and then, I mean, that thing about the police are hunting black people in America, him literally coming out and saying that, and again, I'll always go back to it. He said that, and what, a couple of days later, two deputies in L.A. County got shot in the face, okay, in L.A. County. Where does yeah. LeBron play? Where was he playing when he that made would, that, that statement? Would be, that would be in the People's Republic of L.A. County. Okay, Micaiah Bryant, a police officer in Ohio, saves her life. She is a black girl, by the way. And LeBron James tweets out statements about that cop and doxes him out. These, that's the most. That's the kind of things why people are turning off the NBA. They hate him, okay? They do. Sorry, sorry out there. Oh, it's not nice to hate people. Well, you can't go. You can't be that irresponsible with that much weight. You can't carry those kind of followings. And people will say, yeah, but who's really listening to LeBron? Look, it's it's one thing. People will listen and hear what LeBron says. And if they're mature and they're grown up and they can, they've got any sense, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. But there are low lifes out there that, without a doubt, LeBron influences. Okay? Right, wrong, or indifferent, he influenced an election. Okay? <laughs> Joe Biden is racist. All right? Let me just keep it real in case anybody didn't know that. But LeBron went out there way, and endorsed Joe Biden. Check, check out my video on Black and White Network. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead. He goes out there, runs his mouth, talks about how educated he is, about things you can obviously tell he's not educated about. He's got this huge following. LeBron James is dangerous. He's dangerous. And, and yeah, it's pe it's people don't like that. It's and led, it led to, this. to this. Yeah. M NBA sees lowest Christmas Day audience since expansion to five games. They expanded to five games and still lost people. 
And it's because of everything that we were just talking about. He's divisive. And that also brings me to uh, what something Kevin Garnett said. Now, me and Rose, I believe, are taking two different uh, angles on this when it comes to um, to what I'm, what I'm going to bring up now. Kevin Garnett said that <laughs> said that uh, Steph Curry was the Michael Jordan of this generation. Now, I completely disagree with him on that. And first of all, there is no Michael Jordan of the NBA right now. That's fair. None. Now that's none of, fair. That's none fair. of them are like yeah. that. That's fair. None of them are like that. But me and Rhodes, I believe, are taking two different uh, takes on this right here. Okay. So Kevin Garnett calls Steph Curry the Michael Jordan of this era. NBA legend Kevin Garnett recently compared Golden State Warriors superstar Steph Curry to Michael Jordan. Now, one thing you got to know also about about uh, Kevin Garnett. He despises LeBron James. He was a rival on the court with LeBron James. Okay. Keep that in mind. Now my take on this is for one thing, we already said there is no Michael Jordan of the NBA. Now for me, from a standpoint is no, if you're going to be talking about, all right, this is the best player. That's the way I'm interpreting this. Steph Curry is not the best player of um, this uh, this era. He's not even the second best player. I'll put him number three. Now, as much as I despise LeBron James, I don't think there's any question he's the best player of this era. Number two, I got Kevin Durant. Then I'll go Steph Curry. Now, Rhodes, give him your interpretation on this. My, your I- interpretation is a little different. Well, my interpretation is why is LeBron James considered the clear-cut best player? Why why the, why is that? Era. Of this era. Yeah, to me this is not that big of a stretch. If you look at Steph's accomplishments, they're very very impressive. Yeah, and they're impressive. Yeah. And, and and I will take it a step further. Even though I don't like the brand of basketball they play now and I don't. I hate the amount of three-pointers they throw up. And I that hate is it. On, that is on Steph Curry. That's another reason why I can't watch I, the NBA. Well, it is on Steph Curry, but here's the thing. That tells you that Steph Curry made such an impact on the NBA that it changed the way the entire league plays basketball. Okay. What did LeBron change exactly? What was his impact that they that that influenced the NBA to literally change all the, the entire league the way they they play basketball? I don't like the three point contest breaking out one hundred percent of the time. I don't. Mm-hmm. But Steph changed the way the entire league plays and has changed the way that kids are growing up I was playing just about basketball. To bring, I was just about to bring up that point, too. That's a massive impact. And, and I will say go, this. Go ahead. I will say this. Anybody can grab a basketball and shoot threes. But what LeBron does, that's a rare talent right there, man. You can't just naturally go out and do what he does. You can go out there and shoot threes. I can shoot threes right now. I'm 44 years old. 
but there's no way in the world I can drive down the lane, uh, dunk and be a physical beast like he is. I, most people can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? That's my. I, that's kind of like my I take th- on that. I, I I get that, but we've seen physical presences in, in the NBA before. Okay, yeah, we have. We yeah. we have. I mean, and I'm not even I'm not even saying on a Shaq level. Look, LeBron can try to do whatever he wants to do, but there was a guy back in the day that he'd have run into that that was every bit as physically impressive, and his name was Carl Malone. Okay, yeah, Carl Malone was a physical specimen. He was a beast, just like LeBron. Okay. Now, the prime what, prime Carl Malone wasn't the defensive player that um no that LeBron James was no that's true but I think look LeBron walks out on the court he looks different than everybody he just does yes he, yes he he always has he walked I mean he walked into the NBA out of high school looking like a grown ass man okay I mean. Look, he Steph looked, Curry, he looked thirty when he was eighteen. <laughs> yeah, well, he was losing his hair already. Um, yeah. But Steph, six two, one eighty five. He's not physically impressive, but I think there's certain things that people have just awarded to LeBron because of his sheer physical size. Okay, um, again, yeah, it's a rare talent, but LeBron didn't make the same impact on the league that that Steph did. He didn't. It was clear Michael Jordan made an well, impact on the league. Well, LeBron's impact on the league is a uh, team hopping. Okay, okay, but that's <laughs> that, that's a negative role. Which is okay, well, maybe that's another that is another great angle. Yeah. Steph's been on the Warriors. Just the Warriors. Exactly. Look, yeah. Le- LeBron team hopping does not help his legacy at all. No, I agree with that. That that hurts his legacy, and it's hurt the way that teams are put together too. Okay, it's one thing for the general manager of the Golden State Warriors to sit back and go, "I'm going to go recruit and bring in Kevin Durant." Now, I didn't like the move from Durant's standpoint, but from Me Golden State standpoint. The general manager still went out and recruited Kevin Durant. Well, actually, well, Draymond Green. <laughs> okay, but that's fine. Yeah, Steph, Steph didn't leave his team. In other no. words, in other words, we're not seeing Steph go. You know what? I'm going to go to the Brooklyn Nets right quick. Yeah, no, but see, no. See, the problem with LeBron is LeBron. Th- this is another reason why I believe he jumps from team to team. He goes out there and tries to engineer all these deals for these old players, and they get super old, super fast. That that Miami Heat team was in shambles this last season. They were old. Uh, Mike uh, Mike Miller, yeah. dude had a bad back like he, like Larry Bird. Oh Couldn't yeah, play. laying the on the court, and stuff. Knees, yeah. knees shot. I mean, they were old. His last season in Cleveland. That team was super duper old, and what do you have now with the Lakers? A senior citizen the, team, the oldest team in NBA history. I mean, that's on him. <laughs> he recruited. He made. He literally is responsible for the recruitment of one of the worst basketball fits in the history of the planet 
by bringing in Russell Westbrook to yes. that Lakers team. I mean, I we made a video when that happened. I said, this is the worst idea in the history of bad ideas, and they are shitty as I'm hell mistaken, out there. I think, are they 500? I think they they're even 500, 500? I think oh, they're 500. Shit. They may be a game over. Let me see real quick. Well, uh, shit. The, send, in the, send in the clowns, hell. Nope, okay. the Lakers are at 500. They're in the eighth spot. Play-in <laughs> tournament. You know how LeBron feels about that play-in tournament? Oh, yeah. He doesn't like it. No, yeah. he doesn't like it. Hey, where are the Warriors right now, by the way? Uh, two seed in the West. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a super chat here. Uh, Connor Akers for $2. As a Warriors fan, I have said F LeBron since 2015. Well, I would take that out on your Warriors. They blew that 3-1 lead. <laughs> they I would blow uh, that 3-1 lead. Are we, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we talking about that 3-1 lead? Uh, was that against that Cavs team, remember? Yeah, yeah, that was against the Cavs. Is that the one where the NBA suspended Draymond Green for that game? Yeah. Okay. I'm, but I, I'm not giving them an excuse for that. Draymond Green was only gone for one game. The Warriors still had two other games they could have got it done, and they didn't get it done. I know, but. Yeah, that, I'm not. That, that I, was I in, that was in, awfully no, no. impactful. If, if Steph Curry is that <laughs> dude, this is the reason why Steph Curry also he doesn't have any Finals MVPs, three rings, but he has zero Finals MVPs at that. And he could have he had an opportunity. He didn't get it done. He just didn't. I, I personally speaking, I still think LeBron James's most impressive feat in basketball, and he didn't even win a ring, was him that, taking that, that original Cavs team to the finals. 2007, that team was terrible. Trash. Larry no Hughes, business anybody. at all. Yeah. No business at all being in, um, in that NBA Finals. Now, that first series against the Warriors, he was individually impressive because uh, Kyrie Irving went down in game one. He had lost Kevin Love. He had nobody on there. Uh, Matthew Delvadova was the second best player. And LeBron James was otherworldly. I think he was like 35, 8, and 9 or something in that series. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. actually, the players doing that Players Award, they they voted him. The uh, I believe that was the most – they had some kind of award show. I don't remember exactly what it was. But um, I believe they had him as the best player in the finals or something like that. So – uh, Giants Nation, $5. I agree Steph is more likable than LeBron, but Steph is woke. Uh, not not as much, but still he's woke. Yeah, he is. He is, but he does, he's not as vocal about it. Just, just like we were saying about the NFL. The NFL has been woke, but they were smart enough to back off of it, and they were able to get their viewers back. The NBA has not learned that lesson. That's the difference. That's why the in NFL now has an average of 17 people per week. And now the NBA lowest rated Christmas game since they expanded to five games because their players, their main player anyway, super unlikable. So, all right, let's move on, man. We have been on a rant on that. And what do we have on deck nets? 
let's talk about Antonio Brown. Oh, yes, yes. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown because uh, you guys know that uh, Ava Louise, only fans superstar and Instagram model, she came out and she said, I'm going to keep this clean here, that um, Antonio Brown is only going to last you about 30 seconds. And I've been very clear on this. I said that, man, she just really wanted attention. She wanted to grow her name out there because did you know her before this Antonio Brown thing? Now I heard Negative. about the, I, I heard about the toilet bowl looking thing, but I didn't know her name. Negative. I know her because no. of Antonio Brown. Yeah. Well, black and white sports fans, check this out. She is cashed in on Antonio Brown. You see here, OnlyFans model who, who claims she hooked up with Antonio Brown reveals she made over $60,000 in new subscriptions after the alleged thrust. So $60,000, I'm assuming this is on OnlyFans. Yeah, on OnlyFans. Sixty grand because she went out there and told the world about her bedroom experience with Antonio Brown. And also, by the way, he recorded that for her OnlyFans. So maybe it's up there. I don't know. It's I mean, dropping guys... the dropping the day of the Super Bowl, I think she said. Oh, you know, she, she is a smart tactician then. Because the Super Bowl, she's probably going to say, hey, check me out on Super Bowl Sunday before the game. She's cashing in on Antonio Brown, man. $60,000, man. Wow. Who the the hell hears that she romped with Antonio Brown and then runs to their computers, runs, grabs their phones. Now, this, this chick licked the toilet seat. You run to your phone, and you're like, oh, I got to go subscribe to this bee. What in the world are these people thinking? That that <laughs> check check this out, man. I mean, oh check man. This out. Louise admits she's learned from Kim Kardashian's playbook on how to get famous and is not ashamed of it. And it is confirmed here that um she made over sixty thousand dollars in new OnlyFans subscriptions. So, and I believe the way OnlyFans works is kind of like Patreon in a way. I think that's just base subscription. I believe you also got to pay for videos on top of that as well. I'm not sure, but um, I believe that's the way it actually does work. Wow. They went and run. I mean, this, (laughs) they spent their money because of Antonio Brown over this old holdout skank. (laughs) <laughs> that laid down with Antonio Brown. They ran to their computers and started filling out the forms and actually don't hit sin. Listen to Herm Edwards. Don't hit sin. Don't hit pay. Now, yep. don't do it. Walk away. Get some game. Oh, my God. That's Look crazy. At Look at this. This is from Ava Luis's. I'm assuming this is from Instagram. Somebody asked her one misconception about you. That I'm dumb and get in the news by accident. I wrote a paper in college about how Kim Kardashian's movie with Ray J was the ultimate PR scheme of all time and got 100% of it. Only paper I've ever wrote 
that got a 100%. I've studied this stuff for years. People need to start paying attention to the rise of all of your favorite billionaire stars like Kim K and uh, Paris, talking about Paris Hilton. Being messy isn't new or my thing. I'm just following the book written by greater and richer women before me. So she's saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm, your parents must be proud. I mean, must be proud. Yeah. Man, when yeah, when they when they have Margaret over for tea that day <laughs> and they decide to brag about Ava and all of her accomplishments. <laughs> they yeah. must just be jumping for joy. Y'all y'all raised a, a real fine one there. <laughs> uh, essentially, essentially, Rhodes, she got $60,000 for two separate 30 minute, 30 seconds worth of work because each session lasted 30 seconds. She must be a marketing genius for one total minute of work and got $60,000. And it didn't wow. even come from Antonio Brown. Wow. Hats off to her, I guess. Uh, Connor Akers, $5. Thanks for the super chats, guys. AB's antics makes, makes the Miley Cyrus wardrobe malfunction look like a Vincent Van Gogh painting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, man. I literally, hey, I literally had a sub that said, why do y'all keep making these Antonio Brown videos? Stop it. I don't want to see any more. The next video we put out, Got 50,000 views in an hour. <laughs> you, you realize that was what, like three days ago. You realize that that video is still getting like 3,000 views an hour right now? I believe it is. Well, I think this it's morning, 263,000 views. Yeah, this morning, yeah. this morning when I looked at it, it was getting like 1,200, but yesterday it got up to 4,000 views an hour. Learn the YouTube algorithm, folks. Giants Nation, $5. Has there ever been a player more popular in basketball history than MJ? I heard that he drew 20, 26, 34 million a rating back in the Bulls. Uh, I think he'd been dynasty. Yeah, his um that last uh, Jazz Bulls series ended up getting um I think averaged like uh it was 34, 36 rating. million people. Yeah, yeah. The NBA has never seen that again. I mean, the NBA is struggling right now to get like 5 million people per, per game now. No, there's that, no nobody on Michael Jordan's level. That was 1998, right? 1998. Um 29.04 million across the series. That Okay, that maybe Utah, maybe that final game, that final game was like 30 something uh million. Uh let's see. Uh, the most it had the most watched finals game at 35. Eight nine wow. million viewers. Yeah, and think of that. Yeah, you had less TVs back then, less ways to consume than you do today. Yeah, the NBA is a dime dime brand. They they're struggling to get five million people to watch now. Well, check it. Uh, the two the twenty fifteen finals in the NBA, Warriors Cavs, that drew. Even this is how far they've fallen and how quick. In 2015, that thing drew a hair under 20 million a game on on viewers. Wow! In 2015, so they have just off a cliff. Yeah, 
The artist formerly known as Woke Hogan, $5. With all that money Ava Louise is making, she'll have pl- plenty of room for a animal shelter worth of cats when she hits the wall and nobody wants her. <laughs> don't don't insult cats like that. Yeah, Rose let, is let's a big not, animal guy. Let, let's not in. I, re, I rescued dogs and cats. Let's not insult cats like that. Cat Cats are too good for that, okay? <laughs> my, my cats will walk out of the room. They're like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Thanks oh, for all the super chats that are coming be, in, and I'll read more of them. Um, they come in, but we're going to move on to. I could be so tacky right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> it's 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 a fam. It's kind of a family show. <laughs> we're going to move on to another topic here. And uh, I want to talk about Michelle Tafoya. Now, yesterday we put up a video. Well, actually, uh, we talked about it a little bit. It's confirmed Michelle Tafoya is going to be gone from sideline reporting. And the Super Bowl is going to be her last um, appearance. So I can't really remember a time without her on the sideline. But um, this is it. But she talks about her view appearance and what she'll do post NBC. So let's take a look at this. Michelle Tafoya's next job will include her opinions as per as um, the Post's Andrew Marshan first reported in December. Tafoya will be exiting her role as sideline reporter on NBC's Sunday Night Football after Super Bowl uh, after Super Bowl in 2022 in February. NBC Sports formally announced the move this week on a conference call. Tafoya said she has been. She had been uh, planning to pivot her career for several years to pursue some other opportunities that are really meaningful to me. Mm. Now, mm. she made that appearance on The View. And maybe yep. I'm pretty sure she probably did enjoy herself. But I still speculate that the higher ups at NBC were not happy with her comments about one Colin Kaepernick. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's maybe maybe it was a maybe it was a double sided, double bladed issue. They they came they called her in to an office, I'm sure, and they set her down and they talked about the fallout around that and how unhappy they were. And then she was on the other side. She came in and she said, "Huh." So I went out there and was honest. I'm catching backlash off of it, but. I feel a lot better about myself and what I said because I think I'm 100% correct, which she was. And I also realize now I have a voice that is created for something bigger than sports. Okay. And I can reach people for over something bigger than sports. And I think this, this goes back to a conversation we had on here the other day. Um, I think she's going into politics. I do, I do too. I think, I think she's going to be a political commentator is my you, you feeling. You know what's going to happen to the woke media is going to crucify her. Oh yeah. She is going to be public enemy. Number one. If you thought that what she said on the view was her own true opinions, you probably ain't saw nothing yet. 
nothing. Because now you're going to have CNN going after her. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people on NBC Sports started going after her because she's going to go to some type of conservative outlet. She really is. I mean, if she could be on Newsmax, but most likely it'll probably be in, end up being uh, uh, Fox News. I mean, look at um, uh, Will Kane went from ESPN to Fox News. And right. Will Kane, when he was on ESPN, you knew he just felt it was he was completely out of place over there. He didn't he didn't really hide it too much either. You no, could he tell didn't. he was he a conservative. I, I still contend that one of the best radio shows ever was him and Ryan Rosillo together. Mm-hmm. It was a great radio show. Um but yeah, he didn't fit in. His his morals and value set did not align with ESPN's. It's pretty clear Michelle Tafoya's uh value set does not align with NBC and their and their sports. This is the same company that's got Maria Taylor just hired her away from ESPN after they after she tried to extort a raise. <laughs> Oh, she tried to extort a raise yep. out of based ESPN on race. based on race and her gender, not, not performance, not talent, which is sad because I, I, I've said Maria Taylor was talented. She didn't have to do that, but look she did not much, have to do that. But look how much uh, time Stephen A. Smith put into his career at ESPN to, to become the number one guy there. Yep. Whether you like him or not, he's yep. the number one guy. Maria Taylor. I don't even think she's in the top 10 at ESPN. Well, you would never tune in for Maria Taylor. No, you never do. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to watch that college football game tonight because Maria Taylor's on the sideline. No, okay. no, no. I'm going to tell you who moves the needle. I'm sitting back the other day. We're talking about people that you want to tune in and see. And... I'm sitting there. I'm sitting back. They're getting ready. ESPN's uh, getting ready to have that. Uh, um, was it uh, what game was it? Saturday night game. Uh, and all of a sudden, during an NFL game, ESPN comes on, and Chris Fowler and Kurt Herbstreet were on the screen for an e- uh, for an NFL game, and I was like, "Whoa!" They brought in the A team for. An ESPN NFL game. Of course, they're the number one college football guys right. in the country. Uh, and it was clear, by the way, they should be the in a, the uh, Monday night football team. But you could tell they were calling that game, and you were like, wow, that's talent. I mean, the, the level of coverage and commentary for that game went up so high, so high for that one NFL game that by the time we got to the primetime game with the the Monday night football crew, I was like, really? We're taking a step back here. Uh, but yeah. you might tune in to hear them guys call a game, but you're not tuning in for Maria Taylor. Look, no. and, and, and in fairness, I guarantee you, Michelle Tafoya would say, you're tuning in for Al Michaels and John Madden together. Right. You're not tuning in for me. And she has the self-awareness to realize that I would wager money. I would wager money. She understands that. However, if she goes into politics and she starts speaking her mind, guess what? We're going to tune in 
from a shell to foyer all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. This is a smart move. Very now, smart ch- move. Check this out. She says this, quote, if I wanted to stay in sports television, I wouldn't be leaving. This is about opening a new chapter for me. So that's really all I can say. She is not telling anybody what she's doing. She may actually throw some people off guard. You want to know the number one place that the the woke media doesn't want her to go and that she may actually go to? Daily Wire. Where? Daily Wire. Well, ben I Shapiro. thought about it. I started to bring that up earlier. I, I started to bring that up earlier. Uh, yeah, I don't Fox, know. Fox News is just too, that's too easy of a, of a speculation right there based on her views that they're the biggest one when it comes to, you know, conservative media, she's getting out of sports. She's definitely wants to go into politics. So she may go to news mats, news mats or, um, daily wire. But well, I know it, I know it's an offshoot of Fox news, but she could go to outkick. True. And then she, she can wants, talk talk politics wants, and sports if she wants to. Yeah, but she says she she's going to get out of sports. So I don't know. We'll have to see what uh what happens. But uh, all the best of luck to Michelle Tafoya, and uh, sideline reporting just won't be the same without her. So, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on here. Um, I was actually looking for an update on uh, Novak Djokovic. What's up? I don't oh. know where Matrix went, but well, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Oh, funny. Yeah, but um, I was looking for an update on Novak Djokovic here. Um, something is going to be coming down here shortly about him, but um, one of his uh, peers has come out now, and one of his peers has actually uh come out and uh slammed him and I think Rhodes went out because he wants to uh, come back in. But anyway, I'll start it anyway. One of, one of uh, Novak Djokovic's, uh, Djokovic's peers has come out and put him on blast. Now this whole Novak Djokovic thing, as you guys all know, uh, the media is coming after him and the players now are coming after him too, because uh, uh, world number four and uh Greek, Tennis player, Stefanos Sidipas. Novak Djokovic making us look like fools with Australian open drama. And guys, there's hit pieces out there on ESPN. They're going after Djokovic. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. But um, let's focus on this because this is probably the player that has come down probably the hardest on Novak Djokovic. Uh, Greek tennis star Stefanos uh, Sitipas believes Novak Djokovic played by his own rules when it came to preparing to enter Australia for the Australian Open. Quote, for sure, he has been playing by his own rules and has been doing uh, something that not many players have the guts to go and do, especially after the ATP announced certain criteria for players to enter the country. Sitipas told uh, India's WIO News per Fox Sports Australia. I didn't know there was a Fox Sports Australia. 
I didn't. But either. he says that uh, what do, what do you make of that man? He says that Djokovic is making a fool out of them, and he's bending the rules, doing his own thing. This is probably the hardest criticism from any player. The the media hasn't went after the Australian Open, and they haven't went after any other players whatsoever. So, if anything, from a media standpoint, they're all sitting back looking brave, stunning, and courageous because they've gotten the jab. He hasn't hurt them a bit. And I could even take it a step further. A lot more non-tennis fans know about the Australian Open and things surrounding the Australian Open than they ever did before because of Novak and what's going on here. Right. I mean, let's face it. We cover tennis, but we cover tennis, what, a video every 10, 12 days maybe, 15 days to a month. And pretty much the only tennis videos we ever put out has been Novak Djokovic and Naomi Osaka. Right. That that was pretty much it. Now, yeah, Naomi so, Osaka was out there quitting, and the media was giving her a pass. Now, Novak Djokovic wants to play. They don't want him to play. And I still believe they're going to kick him out. Because uh, even Sidipas saying um, he accused uh, uh, Djokovic of making the majority of players preparing for the tournament look like they, they're all fools or something. Because okay, they, all, so they all got the jab. That raises another question then. Uh, if if they allow him to play, are we going to see further backlash from players Ooh. up to and including not playing? No, I don't think we, the players are not going to play. I believe that that crowd in Australia is going to be hostile towards uh, Djokovic. Because think of that, to actually get in that stadium, man, you are definitely going to have to be Vats. There's no doubt about it. And they're going to feel like, well, he's coming into our country because those fans in the stands are going to be pretty much all Australians. Right, right. And so they're looking at him, unvats, uh, fraudulent stuff on his immigration form. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna let him know it, man. And not only that, their government is going to hear it from them too. This thing is not over, man. It it can get so, really ugly. So let me ask you a question. Do you think he's putting himself at physical risk by playing in this tournament? Physical risk as far as like um, a uh, having an actual incident during the tournament. I, I don't think so because um, uh, tennis fans, it's not like an NBA court where they're right next to you. It's not like that. And usually when they play, when there's actually um a service game, when they're serving the ball, you have to be quiet. And if okay. there's any kind of, um, let's say somebody just um, screams, hey, Djokovic, you suck or whatever, get the jab, get the jab, the the umpire is going to halt play and tell the crowd not to make any noise during the, during the service game. Okay. So, so you it's don't not, it's not you like don't an think... NBA arena or anything. So you don't think there he's run the risk of somebody literally coming out of the crowd and doing something physically, causing physical harm to him? They wouldn't Man, make they, it to him. The only disruption you ever see at tennis tournaments, you'll have like a streaker, and that's really about it. 
Now this is okay. a different circumstances here. Somebody actually going down there and being hostile towards him on the court, telling him to get the jet. I don't see that happening. I just don't. You got to remember some of these people that are out there that are pro jab are lunatics, man. I know that. I know that lunatics, but I expect him to get a lot of booze. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous in itself. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I just wondered, I was like, is he putting himself in physical harm just agreeing to go out there? No. And players okay. are going to play. I mean, uh, city Poss is uh number four. That'd be interesting though. If Jokovic plays and, um, I don't know how the seating works. If City Pass and uh, Djokovic play in the semifinals, that'd be interesting. Or if they played in the finals, that'd be interesting too, because they actually played in the finals in uh, at the French Open last year, and Djokovic won. So, in City Pass, not nearly as good as uh, Djokovic. So we don't think that a player, let's say they end up getting matched up with him, we don't think that a player could theoretically decide to boycott that match because they're playing him. You don't think that would happen? No, that's not going to happen because then they'll lose the match by not playing. It'll be a walkover. Those players don't want to lose. What if what if they are This ain't uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, man. You you don't play in tennis, you lose the match. And uh, yeah, there's no boycott. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but I'm saying could somebody that has an insane because I'm sure there's somebody in tennis that's got the other end of the spectrum in political thinking when it comes to the jab. Right. In other words, they're very, very, very pro-jab that they could decide they want to jump out there, be brave, stunning, and courageous, and boycott the match with Novak Djokovic. Because let's be real, if somebody did that, oh, the mainstream media is going to start blowing that tennis player. They're <laughs> going to, you know stunning what I mean. Brave, heroic. Oh, they're going to. Yeah, yeah, it will be a porno movie from the damn mainstream media. Yeah, I mean, now, that that player will be elevated, especially if it's a no-name. That player would be elevated on a, a world level from media coverage all of a sudden. that I mean, that would take over the cycle for like two days straight. That player, everybody would yeah. be like, oh, my God, that's so brave to step out there and take this stand against Novak, blah, blah, blah. Plus, what an example for everybody uh, encouraging the jab. And and uh, we know how this shit works. It takes on a life of their own. CNN, Don Lemon would have him on, the, on his primetime show, probably wiping yeah. away tears. I mean, you get what I'm saying. It would be a huge, well, let's just be honest. It might be a huge uh, financial benefit for a player to off, step off up the court. And, yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. I, That's I interesting. I see tennis players doing that. Not if they the do tennis it, players are, if they do it, we're making a video. <laughs> yeah. Now you talking about maybe fans want to do something. Yeah. Monica Sellers got stabbed on a tennis court. Yeah. I believe that was in 1993. That did happen, but I don't, I, I don't see them wanting to kill Djokovic. Now that person that actually stabbed, uh, Monica Sellis was, um, I think they were, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were kind of crazy and mentally ill. They were like a bit Steffi Graf fan or something like that. Uh, I don't remember exactly. That was a while ago, though. Dude, ago. 
If you saw that sorry antivaxxer.com site where it's celebrating the deaths of people that died that were not vaccinated. Yeah. And you saw the comments on there. Holy shit. I would not put anything past any of those people. I mean, I got that, you, man. That opened up a different level of leftist disgusting behavior from people. I mean, we're talking comments like the only problem with this virus is it's not killing them fast enough. Wow. Um, I don't want to go to that site. Why in the world are we, I mean, people are literally like if they're unvaccinated and they need to get incubated, take them off, roll them outside. So the hospital is freed up. I mean, these people oh, God. truly don't. And never mind the religious implications. Oh, people are on there destroying people over their religious beliefs when it comes to this virus. Just, Just destroying them. So, I look, I, I knew leftists could be disgusting. That took it to a whole new level. <laughs> a whole new level. Yeah. Yikes. Well, we got a, a couple of more uh, topics here. And uh, this one is, since we were already talking about um, Fox Sports, Jenny Taft, the moderator on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Well, it looks like she is out of the door on that show. You can see here on New York Post, Jenny Taft expected to leave Undisputed with new sports deal and I know that Rhodes probably has some speculation as to why she's actually leaving the show and he'll give his opinion on that but uh, let's read a little bit of this Jenny Taft is finalizing a new deal to remain with Fox Sports but eventually exit FS1's Undisputed the post has learned while Taft had two viral moments of friction with Skip Bayless in the past several months one involving Lincoln Raleigh and the other one about Mike McCarthy's physical fitness and whether that impacts his leadership abilities. A source was adamant that this was not the reason she is leaving the show. First, Taft's role with, with uh, live events is expected to be her focus. She is a sideline reporter on Fox Sports' top college football broadcasting team with Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. Fox also has two World Cup World Cups coming up, the men's games in in Qatar uh, starting this November, followed by the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand next summer. Fox broadcast teams for the World Cup have not been announced yet, but it would uh, hardly be shocking if Taft, who has contributed to them before, is included. With all of these responsibilities, she would have already uh, been missing undisputed on numerous occasions in the next 18 months. Now I'm gonna stop right there. Okay. Leaving for the world cup. I'm not buying that because the world cup is just the world cup. What about the rest of the year and the, you know, the rest of the year and other events going forward Rhodes, Why do you think she's actually leaving? Even though she's well, getting a new deal. Number one, far as like in studio content, undisputed is far and away their highest rated show. Of of their original programming, non-live sporting events, in other right. words. Uh, far and away, their number one rated show. So that's odd that that would be seen as any, any kind of a step up if she was to leave the show. Now, look, 
outside of Stephen A. Smith, the next most powerful person in all of all of sports media, and honestly, I think it's debatable. I think he may be the the most powerful. The other most powerful person is Skip Bayless. There's, I, b- I believe it's Skip Bayless over Stephen A. Smith. There's no question because he started no, this whole thing. He is he is the number one draft pick. I mean, if if Skip all of a sudden was in fact his contract was coming up due last year, they paid him an unworldly amount of money. I don't even think we know the exact figure to get him and to e- stay. ESPN was so desperate for him. They were going to allow him to still work for Fox Sports and pay well, him to work on ESPN. Exactly. Exactly. They were, and that's one thing you don't see. You never see cross-pollination between ESPN and Fox Sports ever. You never see it with any of their stars. And they were literally so desperate to get Skip back on ESPN television. They were willing to let him be on multiple shows between multiple companies. That little tiff with Skip Bayless, I cannot believe for a second that that is not directly responsible for her leaving this show. It was pretty bad, man. Number one, it went mega viral. It went mega viral, her exchange with, with skip bayless the other thing was she was being celebrated as some kind of a of a hero okay Uh, a hero speaking out for people that were overweight blah 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 i mean that trended on twitter that clip of her uh yeah nailing skip bayless and all that man that went she was celebrated everywhere but if you look at Skip's face in that clip, Skip is pissed. He's royally he, he, pissed. He wasn't expecting that from her. No, no. And you could tell Skip had a little, look, lady, let's let's be clear. And I think he would have looked at a man the same way before anybody gets out of hand there. But I think he looked over at her and thought, look, People are here for two reasons. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. They are not here for Jenny Taft, okay? And that's true because <laughs> Joe Taylor was doing the moderation before her. That's right. That's right. And I think that happened. And Skip, I'm sure, got off the show, walked in the back, blah, blah, blah. And I could only imagine the level of explosion behind the scenes from Skip Bayless over that exchange with Jenny Taff, I can only yeah. imagine. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm sure he was literally sitting back going, look, lady, you're a hood ornament, all right? You're a hood ornament. You're supposed to be you're you're in the middle, sitting there. Uh it's great that you're directing traffic. You know, your your glorified uh airplane uh airplane lander guy <laughs> directing where everything needs to go. Skip is a professional. Uh, Tiger is absolutely right. He is a professional. He's never gonna get out of hand with somebody like like Jenny on the air. 
But behind the scenes, maybe when they went to commercial break, he probably yeah. laid into her. <laughs> I, I, you could not ever sell it to me that that exchange over Mike McCarthy didn't have a direct impact on what she's going to be doing in the future. Yeah. I'll never buy that. No yeah. way. No way. So, yeah, okay. that's my take. All right, moving on. Speaking of uh, people uh, moving jobs, we have a report that ESPN could actually be losing two of their most prominent names over there. And this really doesn't surprise me because how many people at ESPN have left over the years? A lot of them. A bunch. A bunch of them. But uh, here is the new report here. And Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski set to be pursued by the athletic. Now, this is just fresh for me. Rhodes probably knows a little bit more about this than I do. I actually have not read this yet. I, I yeah, I I don't know a ton about it either. Um, okay. I can tell you, I can tell you right now. Uh, I am shocked that the athletic is uh, considering doing this. I know they feel like bringing name talent over there is going to help them. But the athletic is taking a bath right now from a financial standpoint. Hmm. I mean, there's there's rumors out there that they're trying to find people to buy or fund that place. You know, much of their content is behind a paywall. Okay? Yeah. The, the good stuff you pay for. And and they're woke, too. They have Jamel Hill over there writing for them. They're incredibly woke. I mean, don't get me wrong. They got some talented folks over there. I mean, occasionally... Somebody will write an article out of there that is a a fantastic article, but I wouldn't pay a dime to read it. No way. No. <laughs> their their subscription model has been a total failure. Here you go, so, man. It says yeah, it right go here. Ahead. The, the go reported ahead. interest in Shepter and Wojnarowski comes one week after the New York Times company announced that it planned to buy the athletic for $550 million in cash. Okay. Well, that so explains why this they, might be happening. They got the money. They got, they got the, the money. money. Yeah. They got the funding. So the New York Times is going to back the athletic. Um, damn, how did I miss that? I might have made a video on that. Yeah. Adam um, Schefter's been there for 12 years. Do you think he would le uh, leave? Would either one of these guys actually leave ESPN? For the athletic. Now, we know for the ESPN athletic. The ESPN has a lot of problems, and you can see here that both of these guys make two to three million dollars a piece. So going to the Athletic, well, they would be paid by the Times. The Times had Times has money. How much money would they they leave for? Now, usually ESPN they can't pay as much money because they're bleeding so much money for Walt Disney. Right. For the right price, I believe that they would leave. I, I really do believe they would actually leave. Well, I mean, we, we we know one thing. Their public profile is going to take a hit if they go to the athletic. Yeah, true. There's no question. True. No question. I mean, Schefter, Schefter and and Wojnowski are their center figures on, on both of those uh, pregame shows Man. for the NBA and NFL. I thought that Schefter would be making more than two million dollars. Yeah, I would. I would think. Man, so that's too. that's yeah. pretty low for somebody as prominent as him that goes out there and breaks 
all of the biggest um, uh, sports transactions. Two, three I, million? I would actually think if either one of them were was going to leave, Wojnowski would only leave for Turner Sports, okay, where he could still have a high profile on actually the biggest NBA pregame show, which is the Charles Barkley Shaq show. And then um, if Schefter was going to leave, you know, Fox would be the only place I would think he would go where he could be on that uh, Fox Sports NFL coverage, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But they've got Jay Glazer, so I don't know why the hell they would need Schefter, you know. Yeah. And you see here, both of their contracts are up this summer. So, but you know, ESPN is not going to, they can't, they're not going to, ESPN is not really going to have the money to give them massive raises. Look at this. Look at this. Sports betting platforms could also be in the mix for Wojnowski and Schefter with front office sports mentioning Caesars, FanDuel, and DraftKings' desire to become sports media platforms. Ooh. And we know Caesars got money. I mean, they got a commercial right now with, Multiple commercials with Halle Berry and every Manning you've ever heard of all in yeah, one commercial true. together. Those those betting betting platforms are making more money than all of them. Okay, true. So so if they end up starting actual sports media platforms, man, look out! They're gonna pull talent from all over the place because they can afford to pay for it. Wow. Yeah. That is going to be interesting. So we'll be on the lookout for that, guys. But I wouldn't be surprised because a bunch of people have left um, ESPN over the years. Sports betting is about to change everything. Yes. As it becomes more legal, I believe I believe somewhere between 20 and 25 states are now legal with sports betting. Um, I've heard Texas within five years. I've heard Louisiana. I think it actually is already doing it. So it's going to be a big deal. Uh, New New York was a big get. They just legalized it. Hmm. Yep. So. Okay. One last story here, guys. And we're going to talk about Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Now, you guys know that Tom Brady refused to come out the game until Gronk got his money. He helped Gronk get $1 million in bonuses during that final game of the season. But it seems like, you know, maybe Gronk wasn't too appreciative of his boy, Tom Brady. Check this out. Mm. Rob Gronkowski wouldn't invite Tom Brady to dinner after $1 million bonus. <laughs> so. Where the hell would he take him that Tom Brady would actually eat anything on the menu? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Tom Brady eats different than me and I eat different than other people. So uh, Tom Brady helped Rob Gronkowski increase his bottom line Sunday, but that doesn't mean it banked him a dinner invite during Monday's episode of his let's go podcast on series. That's him. The Buccaneers quarterback opened up about not making the guest list for Gronkowski's post game celebrations, even after doing his part to ensure the tight end would earn $1 million in incentives from Tampa Bay's week 18 win over Carolina quote. I don't know, man, that's okay. I know what he eats. Uh, let's just say 
is not along the guidelines of TV 12. <laughs> so he can have his dinner without me, Brady said. But you would think he, at least he would actually invite him unless he knows Brady so well that we know he Tommy, knew, Tommy he knew none of bother. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a state dinner, I'm all in. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady eats meat. You know, you need Do, your protein. Does he eat steak, you think? I'm pretty sure he does, but I don't know much about that uh, TB12 uh, diet. You know, I don't, I don't either. I was out at, at, you know, what was it? What kind of ice cream was that? Uh, avocado ice cream. Yeah. I was out on there. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, Brady said this quote, he's amazing. I mean, what he's done this year, he just, the guy's an incredible player. He's a great teammate. And I think he does, uh, day in and day out to prepare himself is what blows me away. I think he's the greatest tight end in NFL history. What he does in the run game, the pass game, and the kind of teammate he is, he's amazing. So he didn't he didn't trash him. He just said that he didn't invite him. Yeah. I would think I that know. Brady would probably be like, What the hell, man? Why why can't I get an invite at least? I mean, Brady could have just easily told him, you know, um, hey man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm not going. This sounds like it's a function of Gronk knowing TB12's uh, yeah. daily lifestyle. If you want to know the truth, not not only his di- you know his eating habits, but just you know, uh, Tom Brady was on with uh, the Mannings a while back, a couple right. weeks ago on the Manning Cast, and it was like you know seven forty five or eight o'clock at night Central Time, and he said, "This is I'm way past my bedtime." You know, yeah, I think he goes to bed like at seven thirty eight, something like that. Yeah, he goes to bed when I go to bed, like seven thirty at night. So, um, and we know, we don't know where they went to eat or anything like that. But let's let's be honest, we know Gronk has been known to stay up past ten o'clock at night, right? We we know that he's Um, a party animal. Yeah, he's a party animal, and um. Who knows what kind of setting they were going to eat at? Right. Uh, Tom, he may just know. Tom's forty-four. Gronk is what thirty-three or something yeah, like something that. Like that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big Tom, age difference. And Tom has kids too, man. And Tom's got kids. Yeah. Yep. Um, Massive difference. Yeah. Right I, I don't there. know what this clip is. Let's play this clip and see what Gronk says. Love playing here. Uh, love playing. You know, for this organization and. uh, it's cool to hit those, you know, it's, it's going to, you know, going to have to bring out, you know, all the tight ends out to dinner, a couple of the quarterbacks. I don't bring Tom. I'm going to bring the backup quarterbacks out to dinner and, uh, and all that good stuff. Maybe my coach out to dinner. Uh, you know, everyone's expecting a little handout, but, uh, you know, I can't do it without my team. No doubt about that. I can't do it without my fellow tight ends, without my coach, uh, without my, you know, offensive line out there. So without all, all the, you know, coaches, so, it was cool to hit it, but uh, in you know celebrate a little bit. But we got a playoff, so that's going to be what we're going to be looking forward to most from here on out. Okay, so he even admitted right there, I ain't inviting Tom. This has been a topic of conversation between them many times over the years. He, I can he, tell you, he right knows now. Tom so well that he, he knows know, he don't even need to invite him. Don't even bother. Tom's going to say no. Man, I hmm. got to go home. I got to study film. I got to help put the kids to bed. Help. 
help get them in the bath, all the all the family it's probably, stuff. It's probably more the food on the menu, really. Yeah. It's probably really what it was. So but anyway, that's all the topics, man. That's gonna wrap up this show. We got one more show for the week, and that'll be tomorrow. If you guys would like to watch the entire show after we're done, click the join button, become a channel member because members get access to the full show when we are done here and you get access to all of the other shows that we, we've recorded the whole entire weekend last week. Cause we just started the show last Monday. And tomorrow is going to be a little bit of a flashback, a little, a little go back in time. We're going to pick NFL playoff games tomorrow. Yeah, that's Rhodes. Out of he loves he loves um the pit shows. We used to do the pit shows every Sunday when we yep. had five people subs. watching on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Any other final words, Rhodes, before we wrap up the show? Negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. Thank you, everybody, for coming out today on your Thursday. Really do appreciate it, guys. You guys be safe, and we will catch you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time.